this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day. Welcome to the Business Mirror BM Broader Look Podcast. Today we podcast the abridged version of the story titled Conventional Banks Seen to Uplift Islamic Banking Industry in the Philippines. This broader look story was written by Business Mirror reporter Tyrone Jasper Piad and was published on January 14, 2021. For the text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for broader look. For the print edition, please read the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Say Islamic banking and one may conjure images that border on banal reference to a fourth of the world's population. This prejudice, however, is ending as local monetary authorities have been recently redoubling efforts in promoting this segment of financing in the Philippines. That stride, however, went awry in its steady cadence as, like several sectors last year, Developments in Islamic banking were derailed by government's belated lockdown measures against the spread of the coronavirus disease of 2019. Still, optimism is like COVID-19 infectious, as many believe Islamic banking can help the banking sector reach the unbanked. Unwittingly, the vital cogs in further developing Islamic banking or Islamic finance are the established conventional banks. The Banco Central ng Pilipinas or BSP and industry experts are saying these banks can open their own Islamic banking units or IBU to offer Islamic financial products and services. In an interview with the Business Mirror, Banco Central ng Pilipinas Deputy Governor Chuchi Fonasier explained that Islamic banks in the country can be in the form of full-fledged domestic Islamic banks, full-fledged foreign Islamic banks or IBUs within domestic or foreign conventional banks. Deputy Governor Fonasier cited the law that provides for the regulation and organization of Islamic banks. Despite the different qualifications, the Deputy Governor said that conventional banks have the advantage of setting up their own Islamic banking window. Fonasier said that because conventional banks already have an established clientele and a supportive risk management and corporate governance culture, they are in a good position to easily expand their businesses by opening an Islamic banking unit. This is especially true in the case of foreign conventional banks with an existing Islamic banking head office, branch or unit operating outside of the Philippines because these banks already have the expertise and know-how to operate an Islamic banking business. Fonasier added, Al-Huda Center of Islamic Banking and Economic CEO Muhammad Zubair Mughal agrees. According to Zubair Mughal, traditional banks crafting and offering diverse financial products and services such as Islamic banking bode well for Islamic finance. It is a very good business proposition for the conventional banks to have Islamic banking windows to have different types of unique products, especially for Muslim consumers who avoid using conventional banking products, Zubair Mughal told the Business Mirror. 
At the same time, Zubair Mughal said that conventional banks will be able to attract new clients should they offer Islamic banking products. Rizal Commercial Banking Corporation Chief Economist Michael Ricafort concurs with Zubair Mughal. Ricafort said traditional banks should also set up their own Islamic banking subsidiary. These banks, according to Ricafort, can partly cater to the more diverse local market and to market niches with promising growth potential, alongside with further progress and development in areas around the country where Islamic banking is widely accepted and practiced. According to Central Bank Governor Benjamin Jokno, three conventional banks have expressed interest in establishing Islamic banking units. While the Central Bank did not provide names, it noted these were two local banks and one foreign bank. Banco Central ng Pilipinas Deputy Governor Fonasier said there have been many inquiries and exploratory discussions on this matter from both domestic and foreign investors prior to the lockdown measures in March. However, monetary authorities have yet to receive a formal application to establish an Islamic bank or Islamic banking unit in the country, according to Fonasier. Islamic banking is still considered to be in its infancy in the Philippines. Still, Fonasier expressed high hopes for the Islamic banking industry in the coming years because of recent developments in related policies. These include the issuance of the key regulatory frameworks on licensing, Sharia governance and tax neutrality, coupled with the ongoing policy initiatives on digital banking, reporting, capital adequacy, and leverage ratio framework, according to Fonasier. In addition, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas Deputy Governor said that the Philippine banking system has a notable financial position and corporate governance system to support Islamic banking. Fonasher said the country's banking system has been recognized for its strong financial condition and robust corporate governance system and culture that will complement the Sharia governance framework for Islamic banks. Zubair Mughal said that Islamic banking is expected to be a value-add in the current banking and financial landscape of the country because it provides products not available in conventional financing. However, Ricafort pointed out that demand for these products might be limited. Ricafort told the Business Mirror that, just like in other Southeast Asian countries, Demand has been confined to specific market niches, especially in some parts of Mindanao, where Islamic banking is widely accepted and practiced. Currently, Al-Amana Islamic Investment Bank of the Philippines is the only local universal bank authorized to provide both conventional and Islamic banking, financing, and investment services in the Philippines. It is a subsidiary of State-Owned Development Bank of the Philippines, or DBP. The bank was established in 1973 via Presidential Decree 264. It opened with an initial capitalization of 50 million pesos. Intended to become a development bank, the Al-Amana Islamic Investment Bank invested bulk or 75% of its loanable funds to extend medium-term and long-term credit lines in areas with high density of Muslims. These include Cotabato. South Cotabato, Lanao del Sur, Lanao del Norte, Sulu, Basilan, Zamboanga del Norte, 
Zamboangal del Sur, and Palawan. The Al-Amana Islamic Investment Bank adopted the no-interest principle a year after its establishment following the issuance of Presidential Decree 542, which amended Presidential Decree 264. Republic Act 6848 led to the transformation of the Al-Amana Islamic Investment Bank into a universal bank in 1990. The law led to its authorized capital stock rising to 1 billion pesos, which comprised 10 million common shares. In 2008, the Development Bank of the Philippines took full control of the Al-Amana Islamic Investment Bank after obtaining the majority of shareholdings. One of the challenges that the Islamic banking industry needs to overcome is lack of awareness. During his several visits to the Philippines, Zubair Mughal observed that Filipinos have many misconceptions about Islamic banking. For one, he said many think of Islamic banking as a service catering only to Muslims, which is not the case. According to Zubair Mughal, Islamic banking is a system, not a religion, so it can be operated or utilized by any country without religious divide. Zubair Mughal told the Business Mirror that Muslims have an extra advantage that it is according to their religious beliefs. He added that for non-Muslims, Islamic banking is a very good system for banking and finance. Like conventional banking, Islamic banking is a financial service and product open to all clients regardless of their religious belief. But they have key differences, Deputy Governor Fonasher explained. In conventional banking, depositors are lenders but considered as investors in Islamic banking. Conventional banking also mandates fixed interest on deposit liabilities and charges interest on borrowings, while Islamic banking implements risk sharing through profit and loss sharing. Conventional banks are exposed to assets and liabilities mismatch risk, while Islamic banks' assets and liabilities are better matched. Ricafort said that awareness of Islamic financial products and services will help boost the sector. Ricafort told the Business Mirror there is great potential for Islamic banking in the Philippines, especially if there is greater awareness on the benefits of Islamic banking and the linkages with large groups of investors globally, especially in the Middle East. Recognizing this concern, the central bank is providing programs to increase awareness and capacity building required by the expanded Islamic banking system. Banco Central ng Pilipinas Deputy Governor Fonasher said that a capacity building program under the technical assistance of the Asian Development Bank concluded in July last year. Representatives from different regulatory agencies and banks participated in the modular training which started in September 2019. However, with COVID-19, other capacity building initiatives were put on hold while some training was shifted to virtual, Fonasher said. Another concern cited by industry experts is the lack of human resources required to operate the Islamic banking sector. Fonasher said that the country is witnessing the shortage of Sharia scholars who are also qualified in banking and finance. However, she emphasized that this phenomenon is not unique to the Philippines. Fonasher said that capacity building is provided to potential Sharia advisors to address this concern. In fact, 
The central bank recently hosted a workshop on Islamic finance in Arabic, she added. Fonasher said that further under existing rules, Islamic banks or Islamic banking units are given the flexibility to engage international Sharia consultants. The deputy governor said the Banco Central ng Pilipinas will continue to maintain flexibility in its approach to allow industry players to thrive in this new environment. According to Fonasher, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas has been promoting Islamic finance even before the enactment of Republic Act 11439. An interagency working group on Islamic banking and finance headed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas was established under Officer Order 2019-1210. It was tasked with developing a regulatory framework for Islamic banking and finance and building capacity among regulators and other stakeholders. The central bank is also coordinating with the national government, Bangsamoro government, intergovernmental relations body in implementing Article 13, Sections 32 and 33 of Republic Act 11054 or the Organic Law for the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region in Muslim Mindanao. It covers the creation of the Sharia Supervisory Board and the promotion and development of Sharia-compliant financial institutions. In addition, it states that an Islamic banking unit should be headed and staffed by qualified Islamic banking experts. Fonasher explained this initiative is in keeping with the mandate under the Bangsamoro Organic Law for the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the Bangsamoro Government, the Department of Finance, and the National Commission on Muslim Filipinos to jointly promote the development of an Islamic banking and finance system. In 2019, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas released two circulars, 1069 and 1070, covering the guidelines on an establishment of Islamic banks and Islamic banking units as well as Sharia governance framework for the Islamic banking windows. Both resolutions were approved on December 13, 2020. The guidelines highlight consumer protection for the potential clients of the Islamic bank or Islamic banking units owned by conventional banks. The Sharia governance framework, meanwhile, ensures that the financial institutions providing Islamic banking products and services are adhering to the Sharia principles in their operations. The framework is a comprehensive system outlining the institutional measures, arrangements, requirements, structures, and policies of an Islamic bank or Islamic banking unit. The Banco Central ng Pilipinas issued the circulars after the Islamic Banking Act was signed into law in August 2019. The law recognizes the importance of offering Islamic finance to boost financial inclusion, especially for the underserved Muslim population. Under the law, Islamic banks are allowed to accept savings accounts for safekeeping, investment accounts, and foreign currency deposits, among others. Zubair Mughal said that looking at the financial exclusion map of the Philippines, one will come to know that Muslims are majorly financially excluded in the country. Zubair Mughal explained that one of the major reasons of this exclusion is that the Muslim people avoid conventional banking due to interest, as interest is strictly prohibited in Islam. Zubair Mughal said that to include them into the financial inclusion, the final and ultimate product, Is Islamic banking. In January 2020, 
the Monetary Board also approved the introductory regulations for the establishment of the Islamic banking sector. This is in line with the implementation of the Islamic Banking Act and relevant Islamic banking provisions under the organic law for the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region in Muslim Mindanao. The central bank said it was aiming to establish an enabling environment for Islamic banks, allowing them to operate alongside conventional banks. The central bank wants both the Sharia-compliant banks and traditional financial institutions to be under the same regulatory and supervisory approach, but noted that there should be consideration for the unique features of Islamic banking operations. The Banco Central ng Pilipinas said the goal is to provide a coherent, consistent, and comprehensive set of regulations and standards to encourage wider investor and consumer participation on Islamic banking and finance without any regulatory arbitrage. The Banco Central ng Pilipinas' existing licensing framework on the establishment of conventional banks and branches is adopted as appropriate with supplementary requirements relevant to Islamic banking operations and Sharia compliance. The Islamic Banking Act or Republic Act 11439 took effect on September 15, 2019. The law gave the central bank legal authority to issue a broader set of rules and regulations on Islamic banking. Listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.